This is a global original podcast. Hi, and welcome to Confessions of a Modern Parent. The podcast where my husband Mark and I discuss the challenges, difficulties, frustrations, and ultimately, the joys of being parents and step-parents to four wonderful, talented, beautiful daughters aged between 25 and 12. Oh, wow. So, whew. is this the gazillionth podcast in semi lockdown? It is, it is. But today we're talking about something happy. Well, there's real pathos to yeah. this, actually, yeah. because it's birthdays. Because it's our, our youngest birthday today. And so we thought, let's talk about them. Let's let's take a trip down memory lane on what birthdays used to be like in the 70s, 80s, And what they 90s. didn't used to be like. And also, you know, sharing the gradations of different birthdays. There's birthdays if you're with your children, there's the birthday experience when you are an absent parent or you have access to your child when do you celebrate how do you celebrate should you kind of you know cut your losses and be there with all of the exes and all that sort of stuff so there's a lot of emotional conflict there birthdays in a social media age yeah um the pressures of that i think now parents are facing more pressure than ever yeah. financially because i mean you know when we were in the playground we could always say to ourselves oh i bet you didn't get a telly yeah. but now we have to see it all yeah. in all its glory on social media so Absolutely. yeah really interesting listening to mark on the absent think for better word parent side of it because mm. we know that 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 a lot of you are in um in families yeah. similar to blended ours, families the complex families. complex issues of birthdays yeah. and blended families and Nadia, you get quite emotional talking about the actual birth day yeah. the day of birth because we're pretty amazing, aren't we, the way we give birth? Yeah. Aren't we, girls? Yeah. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Oz. As parents of a teen today, she is... 13. Happy birthday to us. Uh, uh, us. Because it is. It's such a... I mean... It's a curious one, isn't it, birthdays? It is. Mm. It's so... Once you're a parent, it's... Your, your child's birthday is such a massive thing, isn't yeah, it? And we're kind of talking in hushed tones in an echoey room because it is Kiki's birthday today as we're recording this, isn't it? Yeah, and we're letting a lie in. We're letting a lie in. And I'm, but we do I, every day, let's face it. I look to my left, and in this sort of non-visual medium of podcast, I look to my left and I can see birthday presents. Yeah. And how much of all of this is the excitement of us as parents and how much of this is serving us and how much of this is serving them because, you know, birthdays are both something to be celebrated, but they can become quite stressful. There's a lot of stress around birthdays. Well, because I think more than ever, you want to get everything perfect, a bit like Christmas. Yeah. And so, I mean, I think, I don't know what you think, listener, but for me, I very much, I think because our childhoods were so different, yours was much more chaotic than mine, that my mum had real traditions for birthdays, right. for Easter, for yeah. Christmas. And I think forgive me if I'm wrong, I think that you've really liked that I have that because mm. I do that for the kids because yours, you know, like, you have to have the birthday breakfast, you have to have the... Well, yeah, you're, a family, you're a family, you're sort of that's, that's driven by event. I mean, there's nothing you're more excited about as a family than events, and I think it's lovely. It's something no, there's about. lots of other things that I'm more excited no, about no, than an event. No, no, I'm talking about in this subject. I'm not talking about in life. I'm talking about just in this area, things like Easter. I, we never made a fuss of Easter as a family. I'm thinking, you like, you know, you are very celebratory of of markers in life. You know, something that it's a great thing. It was a compliment that I was paying. Uh, except I wouldn't totally agree. I think the rest of my family are very event driven, and I think this has been very much that probably left to my own devices. 
I wouldn't be like this, but then that's something that has really, really Getting really confused. No, you so are I'm, or you aren't. No, I'm not. I get a bit scared by events. I oh, get right. the pressure of it. To say that I live for it or I really love it isn't actually true. Because actually, and I think this is the case for lots of mums, I actually do get quite anxious. We both do, don't we? I mean, last night we looked at the presents like, have we done enough? Have mm. we done? I get really worried that I'm not going to make it nice enough. Mm. I always get to a point where I just go, just calm down. They're going to be happy with mm. whatever. And I think, and we'll touch on this later, I think the world at the moment, oh, my God, I wouldn't have wanted to have our ones in the Instagram world with this enormous pressure yeah. of always doing more and always I think the most, I think the some most, sort of competition for the best photo yeah. of what you've done and all of that. I think the most common experience for the most, and it's, it's almost just regardless of wealth, class, privilege or lack of money and everything else, one of the constants almost of being a parent, regardless of your sort of status or your how affluent or not you are, because often it's around money because mm. you're buying presents, is that I think all parents see them as a sort of what I call a tent pole moment in the year. Mm. So it's a kind of key moment that a lot of kids are working towards in their own heads like Christmas. Um, and uh, it's a moment where an enormous amount of pressure mm. is put on you, not, ju- it's not, not just from your children, but as a family and as a parent-child unit, mm. the pressure is put on you by society. To market to mar- the right yeah, way. Yeah, to absolutely yeah. market in the right yeah. way. I think that's the pressure of marking it in the right way. And it's, you know, it's a big deal for Kiki, and yet it's not, because Kiki's a very shy child, so you want to give her the attention, but you don't yeah. want to overwhelm her with it. So that's sometimes what I think is quite nerve-wracking for us, yeah. as, a, as a, with both of them. Yeah. I mean, every year, we can't give them a party, we can't have them over, we can't take any of their friends. I think Maddie's a bit different. I mean, Maddie, you know, not of course, the, the situation with both our girls is very unique, as far as Kiki's birthday is obviously today, it's in, in, in the middle of sort of late summer. Maddie's birthday is on Christmas, Christmas Day. Day. So yeah. she's got that double whammy of, you know, it's, it's combined with everyone else not thinking about anyone's birthday, they're all thinking about Christmas Day. And, so and I we, think every year I feel a sense of failure, and I just yeah. wonder if any other listener, listener, if you feel the same way, that you ever get to the end of a birthday and you feel sense of failure which I do often with Maddie because I just think oh god it was kind of all wrapped up in Christmas yes. you know how did we make and I we've tried over the years haven't we let's do a June we'll birthday oh, let's do yeah, yeah. because you don't want all those presents in the same day but it's never it's also we try and half the day we try and sort of make the morning about Christmas and then the second half about her birthday mm. but it, we, we rarely there's rarely that efficiency or, or sense that you've distinguished mm. a birthday I mean she, there was a couple of years where through no fault of our own Christmas is an exhausting day especially when you're cooking mm. and everything else and don't you remember the cake comes out later and later God, sometimes oh, and it's like every, and Maddie I know picks up on that and so it's really my heart goes out to her sometimes that, that it does come after all of the energy and effort but sometimes she's like no I don't want it yet no mm. I don't want it yet and I'm thinking please want it soon because I just can't carry on yeah. so I do think there is always there's, there's, there's this impending doom quite often for parents and and birthday uh, whenever I meet somebody who says oh no my mum and dad never really did anything on my birthday I always feel so sad for them I was thinking oh my god that must be the worst thing well on that note let's scroll back and discuss how our birthdays did run for us as kids because within that you'll get a sense of how we probably Mm. approach birthdays as parents Um, so presumably every one of you and your sister's birthdays was a big event was it celebrated I mean we weren't spoiled with presents that's for sure we weren't like overindulged we never overindulged the whole of our lives Mm. everything was quite um sensible i would right. say 
but you always felt really loved every birthday. So like this, like we've just set up for Kiki, come downstairs. You always, it's always like, don't come down, don't come down till everything's yeah. ready, which was always really exciting. It's like, oh God, I can hear them and they're mm. rustling and they're doing things just for me. Was your dad involved in that rustling? No, not at all. Mm. Was it today? Just like Christmas. I was going to say, he doesn't seem particularly pleasant. Is it a birthday? God, <laughs> for you, Dina, Julia, oh, Nadia, Nadia, yes, it's your birthday today. Whoa. So it was very much a Ten years old? No, 11. Right. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, so it was very much my mum. Yeah. Um, and so come down, <clears throat> there would be a breakfast laid out, whatever, and it was always every time, and you heard me doing it with Kiki over the last couple of days, what would you like for mm, breakfast? Yeah, like, whatever you want. You would have, I would always have pancakes, and then a pile of presents, and then you would open your presents, and then at some point, other family would come round, and then at some point we would go for a meal and you mm. would get to choose where it was. And it would quite often be the wimpy, because I love the wimpy. Mm, that's right. Or it would it would did you? Mm. Or it would be um oh God, what was that place? Tootsie's. Mm. As I got older and I got more sophisticated. Yeah, Tootsie's was a sophisticated Tootsie's choice. Tootsie's was yeah. my place to well, it always sort of described as the sophisticated burger joint, wasn't it? Yeah, and I would always have a mayo, tomato, and lettuce. On a, and it would come right. on a wooden board, and yeah. that like signified this is my birthday. Yeah, nice. That crunching sound in the background, by the way, is our that, dog is chewing away chewing away <laughs> to a duck neck. Um, okay, so yeah, so your birthdays. Were, well, you see, my birthdays were odd. My birthday November towards the end of November. Oh, sorry, sorry, I forgot to mention. And of course, I'd have a party. Right. I forgot about that. I'd have a party, and then I'd be able to have rubbish food that my mum never let me have the rest of the year. French fancies, jammy dodgers. And so that was a big mm. part of it, sandwiches. Right. I remember even now feeling a bit stressed mm. about people coming round and everyone having a good time. So I what, think... responsible for yeah, it. So, yeah, so Kiki has never wanted a birthday party. No, no. Never. No, well, we'll never get on to that. No, we'll get on to that in a second. And, and, I, and, I, and I remember this part of me, and I wonder if you're the same listener, that when your child says, I don't want a party, whether we ought to just listen to that, because maybe it is... Well, I must admit, well, again, as I say, we'll talk about it in a minute, because I think, yeah, you have a very different response to that when you hear it to the to the response well i mean yeah i mean my birthday came towards the end of november so and the reason that's significant is because christmas i was always at my nan's easter i was at my nan's um so most sort of events in the year or sort of festivities were always at my nan's but this was the one moment i was always at home in london uh, and my nan would come down and i would always have you know this idea that i mean yes it was a very sort of chaotic childhood but there was always the sanctity of my birthday was always fixed and i think it is for many children regardless of their background or upbringing or whatever you know the birthday is 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 religious isn't it uh, so my nan would come down my memory of my birthday was always one of, of stress amongst the adults. So my mum would smoke a lot. And it was the only times I remember my nan smoking all the time outside the door of our basement flat. And that, for me, as I grew, grew up, I realised was denoted stress. So there was a sense that, you know, they, and I guess that was them wanting to get it right. There was probably tension between my mum and nanny. Putting, putting up with all the parents coming well, round. It was well. that, and, and so I did have parties. I mean, there's a couple of photos I've still got of one party, I think my seven, seventh party. But we would go to the Wimpy. And yeah, the idea of, I remember the real nerve wracking feelings because it was all tied up with kids knowing that my mum was gay and all that, of put, giving invites out. Do you remember, you used to formally give invites at mm. school. I remember you'd have mm. a piece of paper with a sort of dotted line. And there was line. none of this every child in the class came. No. Apart from anything else, people wouldn't want to spend that amount of money. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it wasn't about, I never didn't invite anyone because I wanted them to feel left out. You just invited your yeah. mates, didn't yeah, yeah, you? But absolutely. now every single child, yeah. I've heard... 
that you have to invite the whole class. Yeah, so, I mean, my, my, my memory of, of birthdays was always... I mean, I can only remember one, and I think that was my seventh. I and, think, and I remember going to the Wimpy, and I, was, I think I've said earlier today somewhere else that, you know, we made the longest straw in the world coming out of the Wimpy, reached across the pavement of Notting Hill. Me and William Dibley went to suck on it. Nothing came out. Mm-hmm. I have very fond memories of that. But it's interesting. I remember another birthday running around the streets trying to find David Campbell because he was offended that I hadn't given him an invite. <laughs> so, you know, you're right. There was a sense of social responsibility. And, I, and if I'm honest, I'm, I'm hugely grateful to my mum for always giving us these lovely birthdays at home, homemade birthday cakes. They weren't fancy, they were just a nice homemade mm. cake. And I, I I, didn't used to like it when it used to just meet up in like, what would have been the McDonald's or, or whatever, or the swimming bars or those, those birthday parties that weren't in people's homes. I just didn't used to like them really. I've just realised, you know what I've just realised? I've sat here and I've just realised, and maybe this was just something I just... I phased out from my childhood and didn't think about. I never went to any other friends' parties. I never went to another kid. Maybe I wasn't invited. No, you just forgot. You I don't just know. Forgot. I genuinely don't remember, remember going. I can't remember the parties I went to, but I know I went to them. I don't remember going to any. Yeah, you have gone to Jubilees. Don't remember time. it. Maybe they didn't. Have, I don't know. It's weird, isn't it? So I don't have kind of vast memories of kind of balloons and kind of you know party poppers and no, and, I don't. and I going bags. straight in and looking for the food to see what crap Did I could you? eat because I didn't. Everything was at home made knitted muesli at home. Oh, right. It was like yeah, yeah. sugar. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, so the big thing obviously about birthdays is they relate to the birth of a child. So for you, I, I suppose hitting well for us hitting a birthday is always thoughts of when you had the. Child. Always thought so when I had them. I mean, I just, you know, I just said that in Kiki's card, you know. Just, it was just one of the happiest days of my life, as was mm. with Maddie. You know, that was the other two happiest days of my life. Mm. Um, and, yeah, I can't believe it. You know, having had the miscarriages that I'd had before, and I remember so clearly just over there on that floor right there, mm. I never forget the look on your face. Mm. And you just said, she's here. And we both knew what that meant was mm. we didn't believe for a second that we were going to have another baby, mm. really, not with all those miscarriages. And so for me, it was like this soul that had been trying to get through to us, oh, I um, had finally got here. And I was so healed and soothed by... My loss, the loss, the terrible loss I'd had of these other souls or babies that I'd lost, uh, it was just, it, she, she just healed everything. And it was just, I was on the most incredible high mm. for a couple of weeks after she was born, actually, to the point where I thought, I remember thinking, I've got to have another baby. Mm. My God, imagine that. Mm. That's Mark's mum just flushing the, the toilet, toilet upstairs. I thought, my God, this is the best, this this is the best, best feeling. And she was so smiley and she was so, so adorable. Um, yeah, so I always think about the birth with both of them. In fact, I had a friend at school years ago and she used to dread her birthday eve because her mom would tell the whole story of her labour in the most gratuitous detail. <laughs> you know, right from this... Splitting her vagina and this, mm. and the stitches and all of this. 
Well, she shared this with her child on her birthday. Yeah, but sort of like, you know, through, you know, just, just through sort of glassy eyes, you know, right. the memory, and yeah. just when her daughter just like, I'm just like, one birthday when yeah. I don't have to hear about splitting my mum's fanny. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I do think you have to be mindful when you're, mem- when you're remembering, you know, you're when you're remembering your birth. But, yeah, amazing. And, and, you know, when I think about it, I think... And this is what I want every woman to do. I want you to think every birthday of your child, you go, wow, whatever your birth was like, because my first one was really difficult, whatever happened, whether you had a cesarean, whether it all went so differently to the way you wanted it to, your body is totally incredible to do that. Mm. And it is a day to silently worship yourself a bit not bang on about it in front of everyone, not bang on about it to your kids, but just silently have a moment where you go, wow, mm. that was the hardest thing that anyone can do is give birth. It's so hard, no matter how the birth goes, mm. it's incredibly difficult. And this incredible body of mine did it. And for all those years that I've hated this body, just remember, wow, you gave birth. Incredible. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, I suppose my equivalence to the sort of that sort of level of emotional connection. I mean, obviously, as a dad, as a father, you're there in a sort of support role, aren't you, to the mum when, when they have the baby. So when I come to birthdays, it's kind of a, it's a kind of mixed blessing for me because, of course, with the two oldest girls, uh, Izzy and Fleur, um, you know, those were the first two remarkable occasions in my life, becoming a dad for the first time and then the second time. You know, they, it was amazing. And, you know... Quite quickly, I think Izzy was three, you know, quite quickly having to get used to um, having children that would have birthdays. And then you had this incredibly stressful access situation quite quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, in my life, you know, birthdays, my children's birthdays were shrouded in stress, anxiety, upset, distress, uh, frustration, arguments, rows. Uh, negotiation, lack of negotiation, trying to recreate the specialness of a birthday, you know, often a week after or the day after or, or, a, week, or, after. or a, week, a week before, which kids of a certain age don't really comprehend. It's the day or it's not the day. Yeah, there were occasions, I think there was one occasion where me and Izzy's mum managed to kind of be in a church hall together, but it was so tense. I just sort of said, I, I, it was no good for, for Izzy, you know, least of all for anyone else. Um, and, it, and it became... Why was it so tense? Why could you not both just put it to one side on that day for that birthday, well, because think, I'm sure that will that will chime with a lot of people listening to that. Yeah. What what Because ha- as not having had that experience, I can't imagine not being able to just park it on that day well, for that child's well, birthday. To be fair to both of us, I think we were trying to park it. I think that's why we even tried to come together. But mm. and I think to to the extent that you know, on the day we got through it, and she had a party, and both her parents were there. If you had your time again, though, just listening to people, for, for the listener that might be going through this now, that has that chance, if you had your time again, do you what do you think you would have done differently so that you and her mum could have got some sort of peace for those birthdays? Well, it's hindsight productions, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I think everyone would wish and hope for the fact that they can have an as agreeable a sort of truce between you and your ex mm. so that you can say, just for the sake of this day, let's try and sort of out. The reason that doesn't always work so clearly, and I think this might resonate mm, for a lot of so people, hard, it? it's very hard to negotiate, is usually it has to happen on one path's 
terms, i.e., yeah. either with the, you know the mum's family or in the mum's home or the mum, you know, or the mum's organising it because she's with the child for most mm. of the time. Or and then it's usually the in-laws are there too, and what comes with that is their judgment of whatever the situation is. And and so you're you know generally as the absent parent, you're coming into a very yes, sort right. of tilted space mm. where you're then looking like you're rather stridently trying to reach out to your child, and your child's only interested, so understandably, good. in all her friends. So I made good. the choice. I made the choice after doing that once, that it was perhaps better for Izzy to just be able to focus on being with mm. her friends and not having the stress herself mm. of worrying about how her mum and dad are getting. No, I suppose it can't be just seen as the holy grail, having them no. both there, whatever. No. And I think that might be, you know, and we've had similar issues around Christmas and all of that. So I've never, you know, I've, you know, there's huge sadness for me around, or there has been over the years, less so now because just the heat of it, you get used to it. But, I mean, I haven't seen Izzy or Fleur on the vast majority of their birthdays. And that's, yeah, you know, when I look back, I sort of, it's, it's a very emotive moment, isn't it, the birthday? Because, of course, a, your parenting relationship with your child isn't just about your birthdays. As I've just said, I can barely remember any of them, you know. Mm. So it's not, but, but we, are programmed, we are programmed societally to believe they are huge barometers of what you're like as a parent and what your relationship is like and how, you know, how meaningful it all is. And I think when you're an absent dad, or a, mm. or a dad that's not with your children, it's very easy to really pour so much meaning into the mm. birthday. Yeah. You know, you're left out of something that's really meaningful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, you know, and I know. Awful. That, I, I mean, there's no easy answer to it, is there? Yeah. It's just, yeah. And I mean, I suppose that's, that's right. I've never thought of it like that. Nine times out of 10, you're going to be going into somebody else's space. Even if it's a somebody church hall, if yeah. someone else has arranged it, it's very, you're not often. So you arrive and you've had yeah. no discussion about the sausage rolls. You don't know what the paper is. And no one's talking to you. Oh, None of the adults want to talk to you, not because they're necessarily judging it, but it's because so they're, they're wanting to be support. Because maybe the mum has said, mm. be supportive to me. It's not mm. even like, you know, I still got on with my ex in laws. But they wanted to be seen to be supported, so it was an unholy setup. And and the thing is, for me, if there's a step, if you're a step parent listener, is that as a step parent, well, I'm not a step parent. I'm their friend. I've never called myself a step parent. But being watching you every year be so sad about not spending that time with them, I think sometimes I used to feel an enormous pressure to try and fix everything mm. when they did come. The mm. closest access that they had after their birthday... But you were was brilliant always, at recreating the sense of a birthday. Yeah, so but you, I'd be so interested because you would say I'm brilliant. I might even say I was brilliant. Oh, I did that really well and mm. recreated it. But did that put enormous pressure on them? Did they feel us wanting... Mm. Did it feel competitive to that child? It wasn't competitive, but somewhere it was, if we're really honest, in that we wanted them to have as good a time. Yeah, yeah. Well, and maybe you're we wanted them to have an even a, better you're competing time. competing for equivalence. Yeah, because, like you say, you want to market. It's yeah. a big thing, somebody having their birthday. Yeah. So, it, I, I, yeah, I, I, I wonder if... Will time tell us that? You know, yeah. as as they get older yeah. and as they're in their thirties, and we're sitting chatting and laughing, they go, "Oh God, mm. bloody birthdays were a nightmare." Because yeah. I'd be there with mum, and then I'd come here, and you would all be over the top, and mm. we'd be like, "We'll be dying inside if they say um, that." Very, very much. Just even the act of doing what we've done here, you know, the pulling together. The, I mean, I, you know, the thing is, as a dad, I'm a big fan of buying. I, you know, I loved buying presents over the year. I love wrapping paper. I love getting cards. I love all of that side of stuff. You know, as girls get older 
and to a certain age where you can't plug into what it is they want. As a dad, you have to lean on the mum a lot more because she knows what they want fashion-wise, makeup-wise, all that kind of stuff. But, I mean, I've been a very hands-on dad in that regard. Even when I wasn't, you know, with Izzy and Fleur, I'd, I'd get I'd buy them clothes. I, you know, I was really plugged into all of that side of it. But when we do what we've done, say, this morning, you know, for Kiki, I, I'm always reminded. I can't do it without being reminded of how I haven't done that. So we did. We did exactly the same. No, Every no, time no, they never come, on their not birthday. on their birthday. No, no, no. So I'm thinking awful. on the morning of their that's birthday. Awful. I was thinking I've never had that. They wake up and it's the birthday, you know. So. Well, you know, if you think of it from the child's perspective. I'm not sitting here behind it. I'm not slashing my wrists about no, it. No, but I wonder if they do um, on the morning of their birthday, oh, I'm having this really nice birthday. Do they think I'm going to get another one with dad? Because mm. they probably do. Just to the listener now that is maybe torn up in this situation now with younger children, they probably just think, God, I'm going to have it at my dad's yeah. as well. well I'm going to have it at my mum's as well. This is so that. cool. Yeah, going back there, you were sort of almost steering me towards what advice would you give parents in the same situation? I think the advice with hindsight. Would, with hindsight. Well, I think the advice I would give it with hindsight is if you can get to a place eventually being able to have an agreeable and you can trust that you're going to have, you're going to be at ease in this situation with your ex. Mm. Um, if you can't, I'd say the thing that you can do is what I ended up doing, which exactly. is backing away from the yeah. situation, actually. If yes, you can't, nice. if you can't make that conflict, no. just, just sort of dissolve away. Cause it's yeah. very hard. You, you were always in conflict. You yeah. always were. Yeah. How were you just going to go, okay, on this day, we won't have any conflict mm. because any child is going to pick up on facts that the adults mm. aren't having any conflict. And mm. actually that's a very, uncomfortable place for yeah, them. Absolutely. So. And also, and, and just a final thought here for any of those people listening who are coming from sort of split homes, it might be a lot of mums who have primary care of the child and they have a father that comes in and out. Um, you know, the phone call is a very stressful part of the birthday in that situation, but it's most stressful for the child because the child is trying to not disappoint people, is trying mm. to cradle that moment. I remember hearing in my girls' voices that sense of they felt they ought to be something more because it was time to talk to dad or, you know, it's, it's very loaded. And all I would say to all parents is just be thinking of it, try and think of it from the kid's perspective. It might be that you have to, and I did this, it might be that you just have to step back, down tools, Demilitarize de- yourself and just accept that you're going to try and fix it in a different way. I mean, you know, one year we had a birthday here for Izzy. Do you remember? He, well, yes, that yeah. Was, yeah, that was one. But that's when she was still she, living in London. Yeah, when and she we was did, older. Yeah, and that was yeah. really nice. So she had a birthday party, and that's here. one of the joys of actually. You know, we talk about the. You know, we talked last week about how we lose time. Where's all the time gone? There are some benefits to them getting older, which is you can have grown-up times together where yeah. it's not so heated. You know, you're, yeah. not, you're not breaking a parent's heart if yeah. you're not there on exactly the same day expense i mean birthdays for most parents are a huge financial headache hitting their way and i know a lot of families have to structure nearly all of their finances Mm. around that moment Mm. in a year and my heart goes out to that now i very much sort of i felt it sort of kind of keenly when i was younger with my mom that there was a sense of gearing towards Mm. that obviously she'd be helped by my nan and i would always get sort of you know a nice little pile of presents how do you feel about that? Do, do we approach things differently, would you say, when it comes to presents and present giving? I think we overindulged, and I think they've never wanted that. And they've always said, don't get us too much. And it's been about us fixing something in us when we right. do it. Right. I think if I'm really honest, sometimes I think like... Well, as you will know, if you follow this podcast regularly, we, we, we're always feeling guilty. It's just Mark and I's way. We yeah. just do. We're sort yeah. of, we're sort it's of. It's why this is called confessions. Yeah. And I think <laughs> sometimes I think we over, overcompensated maybe when they were younger. And then I think with you, because you had a lot of pain about your kids mm. not being with your kids, 
you overbought, yeah. and I think, and also with your childhood, you overbought. I think you would you would agree with that, wouldn't you? Are you trying to tell me that the insistence that they have the same brat stole three times so that they can pretend they were triplets? Yes, that sort of thing. Yeah, and no, uh, well, my friend Lisa, who had quite a, quite a, um, didn't have a lot when she was growing yeah. up, she does exactly the same. She'll have yeah. a massive pile of presents, and then she rushes out to get more presents because you're trying to fill that gap of whatever mm. you felt as a child. Mm. My mum and dad gave me lovely, but my mum gave me lovely birthdays, but. I did want to be the kid that had the flash trainers and wanted you television. Did. I wanted to be, and no, I never was. It was very right, simple, right. Yeah, yeah. very nicely thought out. Yeah, girls don't ask for anything. They don't ask for anything. Two Christmases ago, Maggie not... told me that she didn't want anything. Yeah, no, because she just had to stress this, I heard you saying this on one of our other platforms the other day, but I want to stress that when you said it, I thought you could mistake that for thinking... They've got everything. They haven't. They, no. They don't like brands. They don't like labels. They like to shop um, environmentally. They like to get yeah. sort of re- recycled clothing. Yeah. It's all secondhand. It's all, it's all deep you know. Off. So whenever I kind of we gave them money to go out the other day, didn't we, to Westfield yes. to buy some clothes? They, yeah. As like a treat for coming out of lockdown, they came back. They hadn't bought a single thing. They said the price of it was just ridiculous. Yeah, we were like those. We looked at it's each other. Like, Jesus Christ. So. But so that's you kind know of what? something right there. Yeah, by accident. Yeah. But you know what? We do enjoy giving them a pile of presents. Mm. I think probably we do give them to... I mean, we're not obscene. No. You know, I mean, we're not obscene. Don't get us wrong. But we we do spend within our means. Mm. We don't push ourselves beyond what we can mm. afford. But um, my heart goes out to those families where... where well, yeah. not only calm, but... You know, Can't like manage to get anything that their child wants. Yeah. And I just think... I was. We were talking about this earlier, weren't we? The Instagram, you know, showing off of mm. presents, I just think is disgusting. So do you think social media aggravates yeah, birthday Yeah, of course it does. I mean, when we were kids and you'd go into school at Christmas and people say, oh, I've got a television, and you'd feel like, oh, I haven't mm. got a television. Um, but that was about it. Mm. And you could you could, you could, could soothe yourself by, by saying, oh, they're probably lying, <laughs> probably didn't get a television. But when people post photographs of massive piles of presents, yeah. I just think, I just don't think that that's fair. Right. Do you think there's a pressure on parents to provide... I look at Christmas on Instagram as well when yeah. they post mass, that pile is taking up a do whole they, room. Oh, yes, stuff. they do. And I just always feel for people that are struggling financially yeah. how awful that But do you be. think there's a pressure? I mean, I remember when the girls were at school, there was often that, you know, there's the playground pressure, isn't there, of sort of academic achievement and how much little Johnny is doing and Tarquin's doing outside of school and has to be busier than a, you know, a sort of top-notch sort of stockbroker. Um there's also a little bit of competition and argy-bargy around the kind of birthdays you construct for kids. And I remember our girls have been very low maintenance in terms of the kind of birthday celebrations they've wanted. We, we often, you often feel great guilt about the fact that you haven't staged enormous parties for them and that they don't come, you know, that they're, they're not having sort of hundreds of kids coming in. But we did one year have what I would call our sort of posh spice Victoria Beckham moment. Uh, where um, it's funny because you always call it that, but what it no, was, you called it that that day. You said it's out, it's out. What's it called? What, what Posh and Bex, yeah. Like, yeah we Bex. had one Posh and Bex uh, birthday party, and it was incredibly extravagant. Well, you say that, but what it was was we blew up all the balloons ourselves and made. I spent three days making that cake. Do you remember it was the torrent mm, cake using yeah, all the toilet yeah. rolls, and, then we, and we had a massive it. fight over it because you wouldn't help me, and I was in tears I over this cake. You. Yeah, something. I mean, it was silly. We just like, I was, because I was so stressed about right. sodding cake. Right. It was beautiful. And we made the most beautiful the house. We did all of that ourselves. Yeah, we had a but the castle. once we had a bouncy castle that my parents 
rented. But what we did do is there used to be this and it was really reasonable. It looked like it would have cost thousands of pounds, but it wasn't. It was a local farm and they would bring animals to the garden. To the garden. Oh, no. And I think because I was off the telly and they realised that, I never said to them I'm off the telly, they no. bought a few extras. So oh. they bought a blimmin' pony. They no, bought a Shetland pony. We had a cow in our front garden. <laughs> we had a cow, we had a pony. We and had... it was when our garden was still like an episode of Shameless. And they were probably so disappointed when they got here. They thought, oh, she's off the telly. Yeah. She's probably got some amazing... No, 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 no. And I don't remember it financially costing a lot, but I remember the optics. Yeah. But it's a very trendy word at the moment. The optics on it, as I looked out the window, I saw Bouncy Castle in Lounge, I saw a cow. I saw a horse and I bunny saw rabbits. Bunny they rabbits, hold. It was such a brilliant party. It was a great party. It was, I, it was the party of all. But I, was, I was just thinking of that. I was thinking, but imagine if to, in order to keep up with the Joneses, you've got to keep what? There are some families that feel they need to better themselves. Well, that was the only year. one we ever did. Yeah, I know. Do you think we overdid it in that one and she never um, wanted to Mag- again? Maddie always says she loved that oh, one. Oh, did she? Yeah, and the photos are to yeah. die for. Yeah. She was in a gorgeous little dress. It was all the pastel balloons. It was just beautiful. Oh. I just had my one moment. So do you think we've been successful birthday providers for our kids? I think our kids... I always have regrets about everything. Yeah. You know me. But I think, I think on the whole... We are today, we are emotional because our beautiful youngest is growing up. Um, you and I had a very visceral, intimate time in her birth because mm. it was just me, you and yeah, Arthur and Rachel. Guys, I nearly yes. delivered her. Yeah, so it was an incredible day and um, here we are, you know. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Well They're growing up. Well done, you? You were a great dad on birthdays. You were a great dad. Oh, you're a great mum. <laughs> well, I'm all right. Let's go and look at some of the socials and see what others are saying. Okay. Now, before we record each episode of our podcast, we ask you to get involved on social media. Hashtag Confessions of a Modern Parent. If you want to get in touch on our Instagram, it's at Nadisawala and Family. On Twitter, at Nadisawala. And if you're a little bit scared of Nadia and you're a little bit worried that she might tell you off, you can always come to lovely, cuddly old me... <laughs> At, at, on Instagram at Mark underscore Adderley. A-double-D-E-R-L-E-Y. Okay, so, so what did we ask well, we on asked, Instagram? What I asked was, uh, what do you love and what do you dread most about your kids' birthdays? Mm-hmm. Uh, and here's some of our responses. So what's come up a lot is the expense, as, mm. I, as I, we rightly kind of assumed would be. I mean, I remember children at school when I was at school being really really uh, upset, you know, when they didn't get the right trainers. It must have been trainers, must have been a yeah. massive thing in the sort of, yeah. you know, we're looking late 70s, early 80s. Mm. Um, and like now it's tech. I mean, I think... No, the, oh, and still trainers. Well, train, oh, it is God, trainers. If you haven't got the right phone, if you haven't got the right yeah. iPhone, the right Android... Like, kids Samsung. want trainers that are like 150 quid. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. Thank um, God our girls don't. Someone here says... The best and hardest is the same for me, finding something they love and within budget. Exactly. Yeah. Within budget. Within budget. I mean, everything is so ludicrously expensive. And I do think that the biggest problem with birthdays is, is spending. Yeah. It's money. Yeah. And this is why I think a lot of people do get to... It's hard to surprise children anymore. Well, Sarah Dillington says, yeah, the struggle and the pressure these days is to constantly find a new surprise. Yeah. There aren't any surprises anymore. Kids have got everything. They've seen everything. They've experienced everything. They've experienced everything. It's really hard to get that wow moment. 
And what do you think in terms of like birthdays in was... lockdown, birthdays in, oh, in, in, in this strange scenario oh. that we're in now where you yeah. can't really all just throw yourselves at each other? Mm. I think you can go to ball pits, can't you now? There's a poor woman in the news the other day, a single parent. She had three, an aunt, an aunt and two grandparents. The neighbours told on her and the police came round and fined her 50 quid. Yeah. Well, what if she can't afford to take everyone to the indoor ballpark where there's going to be hundreds of people? Yeah. It's really, really hard. And I think that's put enormous pressure on parents as well, especially for the teens or the 18-year-olds and everything that couldn't have their parties and couldn't do the thing. Enormous pressure to buy extra presents. Mm. Yeah. This is an interesting one from someone saying, I dread getting it wrong, and they're still at 21 and 24. There's increasing pressure as they get older and stay at home. They need to move out. And I can well imagine if your children don't actually leave at any point, yeah. there's going to be an expectation that every birthday keeps ratcheting yeah, up every yeah, year. Yeah, so yeah. you could reach into your 20s. I mean, you know, that's interesting. When do you stop doing yeah. the whole presence on the yeah, table? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. When do you stop making such a sort of focused fuss of them? Because in a weird way, for Izzy, the fact we that did, that my mum did. Oh, me. that's our dog for years. I mean, probably only in my mid 40s did it stop. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Right. Yeah, you remember all the time you put so you made a pile of presents, breakfast, they would all cook a great big meal. Yeah. I don't get any of that anymore now, but yeah. up until my mid forties I did. Terry may or may not. Mine just has just turned twenty nine, but still gets the excitement of a child on her birthday. Aww. Oh, that's one of the joys there. I mean I do I That's do... what I love. I love it when people get really, really excited about their birthdays. Yeah. I love it. I think my thing for the girls as they get older on birthdays is seeing is taking them out and doing things with them. I'm mm. a big fan. And again, that's where lockdown and this bloody virus sort of removes so many capacity. You yeah. know, I mean I know like with Kiki, she's a big fan of like, you know, going for something to eat, going to see some art, you know, that you know constructing a nice day I and mean, the pressures of constructing a nice day is quite is quite oh my god I do apologise I don't know in the background I think our dog's got COVID <laughs> but by and large by and large the majority of people are talking about expense they're talking mm. about um, maintaining the element of surprise mm. and it's the, the press there is, a, there is an inherent pressure if we could take the pressure out of birthdays mm. how could we do that mm. I've got one here from Janie who says it's just the year on year ache that they're growing up and growing away from me and God. I think for all the joy of birthdays we, we we're all having a moment of that I mean yeah. this Christmas day Maddie is going to be 18 and you know last night she was talking about traveling with her mates and you just think next year and you think oh my god wow Wow, they grow up and they grow away. So don't, each birthday is another year closer. Janie, we, we sympathise completely with that. Mm. And there's one here from Martin. And Mark, this will this will um, will play on your heartstrings. Um, I haven't lived with my son for the last five years and every year it gets more and more difficult mm. not spending the day with him. Wow. So, yeah. It's, well, you know that only too well, don't you? Well, yeah, and I mean, you know, unfortunately, there are no kind of answers to that. No. The, the, the best thing you can do is try and recreate. Look, the only thing I would say is that when your child gets older, you know, you will be able to rebond and reconnect in a more, you know, they'll have their control of their own diary. Yeah. I mean, that's the part of being an, I hate the term absent parent because it suggests you're not it's present. You are we present. We need to think of a new one. Yeah, I know, exactly. And so, you know, in terms of, you know, you're not, you know, children can't control their own diaries. I mean, in some regards, I wish when it came to access, they could a little bit more because we could probably have a different situation. But, you know, once they have some control of their diary, the best thing you can give your child when you're struggling to see them and it's hurting 
is to not put that hurt on them so yeah, that when they come out of that period, mm. that, yeah, that their youth, if you like, and the, the lack of control they've got over their own schedule, mm. they'll be more favourably coming towards mm. you. I mean, we had a situation a little bit like that, whereas you really wanted to come and spend Christmas with us one mm. year, you know, and it was lovely. Mm. You have to, I mean, that has been great with this, and this is great advice, is that really you have to sit on your hands and pull back and not sort of put any of your needs or desires out there. And what will slowly happen is they will appreciate you for not having put that pressure on them. And I think that's the best advice that you've given me. Not easy, though. Not easy, though. No, not easy. There you go. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Dickie. Happy birthday. She's coming. Oh, my God. Well, that's it for this episode of Confessions of a Modern Parent. If you'd like to comment on any of the topics we've discussed today, we'd love you to get in touch. Use the hashtag Confessions of a Modern Parent. If you want to find me on Twitter, it's at Nadia Sawala. And on Instagram, it's at Nadia Sawala and family. And if you fancy getting in touch with me, it's at Mark underscore Adderley. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please subscribe, rate and review. Tell your friends and get involved. And you can hear more episodes of Confessions of a Modern Parent on Global Player or wherever you get your podcasts. Bye. Ta-da! <laughs>